Hey there, and welcome to your weekly episode of I Didn't Sign Up For This with Allison Casanova and myself, Jade Shaw. We are both licensed marriage and family therapists here in the Bay Area of California. Whether you're a practitioner yourself or just interested in topics around mental health and therapy, join us here for some real and honest conversations. Please note that this podcast is not a replacement for therapy or medical advice. Any questions about your specific situation should be directed to your own therapist or primary care physician. Thank you for listening. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 12. The episodes are a little bit wonky because we did the three parts to the trauma episode, um, but we're calling this episode 12. So today we are talking about injuries and how physical injuries can affect your mental health and ways that you can cope when you're experiencing that. Um, We have also taken some listener feedback and we're going to try to keep this, the episodes from here on out a little bit shorter. So more like 30 minutes, we'll try and be more concise. And can you imagine if we did that with the trauma episodes, we would have had six episodes. Oh my gosh, yeah, that's, <laughs> that wouldn't have been... Fun fact, we like to talk. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because our job is mostly like being listeners. To listen. Yeah. I think that's why we like to talk, right? This is the one time we get to, to talk a little bit more. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> All right, focus, focus. First, we wanted to talk about how physical injuries can affect your mental health. And I think one of the things that can come up is if you're already experiencing some kind of mental health condition, like if you already are somebody who is super anxious or you already are in the middle of depression and you injure yourself, it can definitely increase the way that you're feeling and make it a lot more intense. And that can be, I mean, it's already hard enough to cope when you are experiencing those symptoms. And so then to then just add the injury on top of it just makes everything 10 times worse. And if you're somebody who that particular sport was something that helped you cope with the depression or anxiety, it can make it a lot harder. And it could be an injury from the sport that you're doing, but it could also just be like an everyday injury. Like let's say that you were um, in a car accident or you, you know, were walking and then you tripped and you rolled your ankle. That even if it has nothing to do with the sport itself, it's still affecting your ability to be able to go and actually um, participate in the sport. Uh, the second thing that I had wanted to touch on was fear. So, a lot of times, if you are somebody who has been injured before and then you get injured and then you want to go back, sometimes you can there can be like a little bit of fear or avoidance in trying to go back just because you've injured yourself so many times before and you're not sure if you're 100% healed enough to go back and you don't really want to hurt yourself again. So that could be kind of a speed bump in getting back as well. Yeah, it's definitely one of those things that you don't, you might not truly understand the impact that it has until you're experiencing it. And for a lot of people, um, you know, their identities are really closely tied to like a sport that they play or being able to engage in these physical activities. 
or even just knowing that if you need to do something, you can physically do it. And so not being able to do that or having that physical limitation can really make people sort of question their identity and, like you said, increase any depression, anxiety, panic attacks. It can lead to isolation, insomnia, or other maladaptive ways of coping like substance use. So I am glad that you brought up the point that it can also increase things that you're already experiencing like depression or anxiety, um, or it can bring them up as, you know, you're experiencing this physical injury. And then one other thing that I wanted to add was just the experience, I kind of touched on this already, but just the experience of even simple things becoming more difficult that can bring up so much frustration um, with yourself, you know, just anger that you can't accomplish this seemingly small thing that you used to be able to do. So I'll just give a quick personal example. I recently injured my neck and it was super frustrating that I couldn't, you know, look to my left or to my right as easily or there's just all this extra effort that goes into something and you start to feel like, gosh, this was so easy before. Why is it so difficult right now? And then another point that I wanted to make was if you're somebody who works out as a type of release or uh, stress relief, then that can bring up a whole sort of gamut of emotions that you're not able to release in that way that you're used to. And so that can make things extra difficult on top of already managing this physical limitation that you're managing. And that point is one of the reasons why we wanted to do this particular episode, because it is so important to have so many other different ways of coping, even if it's not like, let's say on a scale of one to five, five is like the best and one is like, it really doesn't do much. That's why it's so important to have coping mechanisms that maybe maybe aren't fives like the the sport that you have but maybe like they're three or fours you may have to do more of them but at least it's better than not having any anything else at all Mm -hmm. um I also I wanted to add to um now that we're talking and I was thinking about it uh something I had said was sometimes there can be fear in going back and then on the opposite spectrum too there can be there can be some people out there who there's like this denial that they're hurt or that it's really it's not really going to be that big of a deal if they just go back Mm -hmm. and so I think we've all been guilty of that (laughs) at some point in time right like I could do it it's not a big deal and then you go back and you make it way worse Mm -hmm. and then now you are going to be out for longer than you would have to begin with so then there's that that really you're really hard on yourself and you start kind of being unkind to yourself in your head because you know I should have just not gone back Mm -hmm. um but you were so determined right because you really didn't want to let this injury um affect your ability to be able to play Mm -hmm. yeah it's hard because I, I think people who are super athletic or engage in sports frequently there's there's somewhere on the spectrum of either like really being attuned to their body or being pretty disconnected from their body in order to accomplish that. And so I think that can really muddy the waters of knowing if you're ready to go back to that or not. Well, and I mean, nowadays they have so many things that you could put on 
for a quote unquote band-aid in order for you to just go and not have the pain, right? Like there are so many different tapes that you could put on and they're supposed to help you heal, but a lot of times people use them to help them actually play Mm -hmm. instead. And then they have all kinds of different medications and stuff that you can take to mask the symptoms and pain, even though it sucks and it doesn't feel good. It's your friend, right? It tells you something is wrong. And so if you ignore it and you, you do things so that you don't have to feel it so that you can play it, it actually ends up hurting your body more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then that frustration or these other sort of side effects just get more and more drawn out, but it is hard. I think both you and I, Allison, know that it's so hard to just sit back and not be able to engage in that activity or whatever it is that you want to be doing. It is, but you have one body. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you can't just – and maybe down the road you'll be able to just, you know, take your foot off and get a brand new one, <laughs> but it doesn't really work that way now, right? So you kind of have to work with what you have, and if you – If you think about it that way, I think when you're in the moment, it's hard to, right? You're like, I can do it. I know I can. Well, obviously you can, Mm -hmm. and you've done it before, but you also, you're not going to be able to do it to your best like you would be if you weren't injured. So if you continue to do it while you're injured, there's a possibility of making it more permanent or worse, and then you're going to be out for longer or you're not going to be able to do it at all anymore. So you really have to, you know, take that into consideration. What's going to be best for me in the long run versus right now in the short run. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So one of the things that we wanted to address, which I think is probably the most important part of this episode in my mind, is um, the ways that you can cope. Because we've probably all experienced some sort of physical injury that has limited us, but then what do you do with that? So one point that I wanted to make was to be realistic and try to avoid blaming yourself for this um nobody easier said than done yeah (laughs) yeah definitely (laughs) but I think that when we are injured there is this mentality like I should be able to do this I'll just push myself harder I'll ignore the pain I'll just push through it and keep going um and you know like we mentioned that will likely just make it worse but there is this tendency to blame yourself or feel angry at yourself or angry at the situation for not being able to do this and realistically that doesn't help that doesn't make you better any faster it just makes it harder emotionally and mentally to get through that period Um, and then my second sort of way to cope is to try to find something that will at least temporarily meet the same need as say working out or um, you know whatever whatever that physical limitation is keeping you from doing, try to find something else that can allow you to get that done. So if it's, you know, working at a different part of your body or switching your workout to something that has less impact um, or asking for help, um, there's no need to do it all on your own if you can have that help. Um, But I think, you know, we talked about how a lot of times we identify as this person who can engage in this sport or this activity and injury will definitely pull us back and almost give an opportunity to broaden our identity horizon, right? Find other ways that we can 
um, identify ourselves or other interests that we might have that we didn't get to explore before or other things that we're good at that we didn't really spend much time doing. So this could be an opportunity to look more into those things. Yeah, I think sometimes when we define ourselves by the activities we do, I think it makes it a lot harder in this moment when you're not allowed, quote unquote, to, to participate because you're hurt mm-hmm. uh, or injured. If if you are able to define yourself apart from it, and that is something that you like to do, it's a lot easier than I think to cope. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that I had wanted to add to this is And this is, again, one of those things that's going to be way easier said than done, but giving yourself permission to be where you are. Mm -hmm. I find a lot of the times that when we are feeling and experiencing things that don't feel good, that we often try and take a step forward and push ourselves to get out of it sooner because we don't like being in that spot. I mean, anybody, if you could press a button and not be sad or not be injured, I think anybody given that opportunity probably would take it, Mm -hmm. but you can't fast forward. This isn't click, right? We don't have a fast forward (laughs) button where we can, we can move forward and kind of not be in this space anymore. So if you, I find that if you give yourself permission, as silly as this sounds like, yes, this is where I am. I've accepted it. I am injured, I can't fast forward, it actually makes it a lot easier to get through it faster and get to the place that you want to be rather than pushing in. Uh, The other thing that kind of goes along with that is baby steps, Mm -hmm. right? So let's pretend that you've injured your since I said foot earlier, I'm just going to go with foot Um, and you're, you know, somebody who is an avid runner. Uh, instead of going all the way back into it and starting to run full force, why not try and see if you can, you know, walk around the block a couple times and how, how does that feel? And then maybe, you know, you'll, you'll do where you walk for most of the time, but there'll be like maybe one minute periods of time where you're running and seeing how it goes. And if it's too much, then maybe, you know, you walk the rest of the way. And if you're feeling like it was okay, maybe try doing it again. But I think when we go all out and go for it right away, sometimes it, if we're not really on top of it, we're not maybe aware of what's going on in our body because we're really excited to be back. It can kind of maybe re-injure it because it maybe wasn't all the way healed like we thought it was. Sometimes, you know, you you don't have to be, you're not in pain anymore, but maybe it's not all of the way 100% back to where it was before you got injured. So taking it slow always helps um, get back to that place that you want to be at faster, even though it feels a lot slower. Yeah, yeah. That's one thing that I was thinking is that when you are able to return to your normal way of functioning there's this feeling that you've lost so much progress and I think that is a big part of it at least in my personal experience there's this idea of like I used to be able to do this and now I can only do xyz and that's frustrating so I like that you said to to just sort of try and accept where you're at and work your way back up to where you were before and you know you'll get there but hurting yourself more doesn't help (laughs) It actually, too, it actually, once you do it that way and you take baby steps, you will be able to get back to where you were before a lot faster than if you just 
started. So thinking about it that way too, like when you first started running, let's pretend you were not, you were not in the same space as you were right before you injured yourself. Like you worked really hard and you got there and then you injured yourself, but that doesn't mean you're back to the beginning. So you might have to start like you were, but you're going to get back up there a lot, lot faster because your muscles have that memory. It's just going to take a little bit longer for you to get there. You can't just go right back into it because it got injured. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think one thing that is popping up in my mind right now too is that mindfulness exercises would be a really good thing to do in this time because it really will allow you to tune into your body and understand the pain that you're feeling and really help with that process of getting back into that activity because you'll be more connected to your body and you'll you'll be able to say like, oh, nope, that didn't feel good or this doesn't feel right and pull it back when you need to. Something else that's actually two things are coming up for me right now. Um, one on the same topic and one maybe not so much. So I'll just kind of go to one on the, the, the coping topic first. Uh, it, I'm sure that there are some listeners out there that have heard of positive psychology. Mm-hmm. So there is um, – There is a lot of research, and actually, now that I'm thinking about it, a colleague of mine wrote a book about it, and I won't, I won't say what book, but um, they wrote a book about just their research in this area, and there is a direct correlation between the way that you kind of talk to yourself in your head about the situation and your success rate. So if you sit there and, you know, you hurt yourself and you tell yourself, you know, that you suck and you're never going to be able to be like you were before, there is this kind of self-fulfilling prophecy around that where you then end up maybe not putting the same amount of effort in and maybe you end up doing things that hurt yourself more. So then you end up maybe prolonging that process or hurting yourself more and not actually ending up to where you were before. But if you tell yourself, you know, I'm going to be able to do this. I I got this. Like, this is just a speed bump. I'm not going to let this get me down. Like, I know what I'm doing. This is just temporary. It's not permanent. You actually end up progressing faster because in your mind, you know that you're able to. Um, And they have, like, they have have stories out there of people who um, have battled illness, like physical illness, that way, too. Yeah, our own self-talk and and thoughts are definitely very powerful. Again, easier said than done. I think <laughs> yeah. I think the first thing, like what you said with the mindfulness exercises, is it being aware of it. Sometimes it's such a habit we don't realize that we're talking to ourselves that way. Yeah. And so when you pinpoint it and you notice it, it's a lot easier to kind of rework it and look at it a different way. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing that I was going to say was kind of related but not – is sometimes you can injure yourself, injure yourself in a way that's maybe more permanent and you can't maybe go back the way that you, or you think you can't go back the way that you could before. But I've actually, I've seen, there was this, I think it was, um, I don't remember the name of it. I'll have to look and see if I can find it. I can give you the link to post it. Um, there's this dance group who 
they were told that they couldn't dance with the injuries that they had. Like maybe I think one of them didn't have a leg, one of them didn't have an arm, uh, but they were able to go around it and make it work for them. So mm. maybe not traditional, but they could dance pretty legitly <laughs> and it looks really awesome without that. So there are ways around doing it. And in this book I was talking about, um, they ha- uh, he was writing about um, – certain situations too where people just overcame different things and it, it might not be the way that you think you kind of have to think outside of the box yeah. and how to make it work for you yeah that's a good point thinking outside the box it's hard when we're used to a certain way of being and we have to change that yeah but i'll have to look i'll have to look and see if i can find that and i give you the link yeah i'd be interested let me know um okay you guys i think we're gonna make the 30 minute mark <laughs> <gasps> are we yeah. I think we're doing pretty well. We, were, we tried really hard. Yeah. I think we breathed <laughs> through that really fast. <laughs> so should we get into tips? Maybe it'll be less than 30 minutes. Check us out. We really, when we set a goal, we really knock yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> knock it out of the park. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> you have commented and we have heard. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Let's jump into our tips for the day. So... My tip is going to be to go to bed early or let yourself sleep in. Even if you're getting in bed 10, 15 minutes early, just allow yourself that extra time to relax. I think that for a lot of us, we feel like we need to go, go, go and use up every minute of the day. And, you know, we end up going to bed late and waking up early and then we just get tired and our functioning isn't our A game. So just allow yourself that little extra time to get into bed early or, um, you know, allow yourself on the weekends or your days off to sleep in a little bit. Maybe not till like 3 p.m., but, you know, give your body what it needs. <laughs> yeah, because too much sleep, I think, can have the opposite effect, it right? It definitely can, yeah. So my tip is, and this kind of goes along with Uh, what we were just talking about was listening to yourself. I think so often we get into this habit of kind of having a mental list of things that we need to do after a long day when we get home. And sometimes, you know, we can't predict where we're going to be. So sometimes we come home and we're just not in the mindset or physical space to be able to do some of the things that maybe we said we were going to do. So giving, giving yourself the ability to pause and say, can I really do this? Or if, if I can't, like, can I just relax? Or maybe I can do part of it and finish it later. Be, being flexible and and after you've listened to yourself and giving yourself what you're needing instead of pushing through. Because then I think you really are going to be able to, going and tying it to yours, get the sleep that you need to get <laughs> and wake up feeling refreshed. Yeah. I think both of these things will really set you up for longer-term benefits. And um, not only in terms of how productive you can be, but how good you feel doing those things or just in general. So we have really exceeded our own expectations and I'm proud of us. Yeah, Look at us go. Um, So let us know if you have any other topics that you want us to touch on, or if you have any questions or comments about this episode or past episodes, we love hearing from you guys. um, And obviously we'll definitely try and listen to your feedback and incorporate that. 
Yeah, let us know how you like the shorter episode if this is if this is a good spot for us to continue on. Yeah, the feedback is helpful. So we will be back with another episode in two weeks since now we're doing every other week. And we will chat with you then. Bye. 